ACR Bulletin Podcast, the show where we examine the latest trends affecting radiology. I'm your host, Chris Hobson, and today I'm joined by Howard Fleischon, MD, MMM, FACR. Dr. Fleischon is chair of the ACR Board of Chancellors and serves as associate professor in the Emory University Department of Radiology and Imaging Sciences. Dr. Fleischon, it's a pleasure to speak with you today. Thank you, Chris, and thank you for this opportunity to explain uh, some of what's happening at the college. Absolutely. We're, we're very pleased to have you. Uh, today, I'd like to discuss uh, how you are reimagining several uh, of the ACR's focus areas during the COVID era and beyond. Uh, but before we get to those specific areas, I was hoping um, to better uh, gain an understanding of how you've pivoted during this crisis as chair of the ACR Board of Chancellors. I mean, I'm sure you didn't plan on your term being interrupted by something so significant as a pandemic. So how have you adapted? So that's a very interesting question, Chris. I think anybody coming into the board position has several items and initiatives that they'd like the the board, the council, and the membership to consider uh, to move the college forward. Um, in in my situation, uh, certainly some external factors uh, impacted. Uh, that process, uh, COVID being on, on top of the list. Uh, in a lot of ways, COVID changed everything. We were all very, very concerned about the impact on college at the, at the peak of the pandemic. But because of the hard work of our uh, staff, uh, the college uh, not only survived, actually did well. And in fact, the college became a foundation for our uh, members and our patients as they were realizing the uh, harsh realities of the pandemic. As far as uh, me personally, uh, looking forward, um, sort of over the, uh, the Zooming thing, uh, we had to virtualize almost uh, everything we do, but uh, I'm uh, a bit old fashioned, old school, if you will. So I still feel it's imperative to have those in-person uh, relationships relationships. Uh, so I think we're running on uh, fumes a bit. So uh, looking forward, I'm um, hoping uh, to get back to the in-person uh, conferences and meetings. Very interesting. Well, in light of the pandemic, uh, why do you think it's important to reimagine aspects of the ACR? I mean, you alluded to uh, the, the in-person uh, uh, tangible aspect, but what are some other reasons you think it might be important? So Chris, it's very unlikely we're gonna go back to uh, status quo in the post pandemic era. It probably won't be a replication of what we were doing uh, before COVID. As a society as a whole, we had, to, uh, we had to adapt. We had to rethink everything that we were uh, doing. For radiology specifically, our practices experienced some very low volumes during the, uh, the peak of the crisis. But even after that, we had to uh, rethink our processes about how to keep ourselves safe and how to keep our uh, patients safe. So at the ACR, uh, especially after acute crisis and management, uh, we also had to reimagine what the ACR would look like. Internally, the staff began uh, working from home. Uh, remarkably, productivity and satisfaction remain high. And a good proportion of the staff has expressed the desire to have the work from home option remain available to them in the post-pandemic era. 
So this opens up some opportunities uh, for us. First is office space, office space reallocation, taking a look at our offices in Arreston, but also recruiting. Now we can think about recruiting on a national perspective rather than uh, just limiting ourselves to the Washington market. Externally, the, uh, the American College of Radiology created new content uh, for our members and new ways to uh, deliver that content. Uh, so we also, some very important lessons were learned uh, during the pandemic. For instance, our annual meeting in 2020 was virtualized. And as you know, the 2021 meeting will uh, be on a virtual basis as well. We were very concerned in 2020 about the attendance. In fact, uh, counterintuitively, attendance was at a record. So going forward, as we get back to in-person meetings, no doubt we'll have a hybrid model. So those who can't make it to Washington will still be able to participate. Yeah, probably the slow and steady approach is best when it comes to this as we're pulling out of COVID here. Um, that leads me to my next question. There are several areas of emphasis uh, in this new approach, um, you know, whether it be uh, a new approach to advocacy, data science, uh, member engagement, things like that. I was wondering if you could uh, give our listeners an example of an enduring change you foresee in some of these areas. So uh, I could think of a number of changes and we could go down categorically, but I do want to start by emphasizing that COVID was uh, was a catalyst to, uh, to start this conversation about reimagination. But this is more of an ongoing process. Uh, this is us challenging ourselves and each other to constantly look at uh, our programs, whether they're still pertinent, uh, constantly looking at how the college can improve its value proposition for our members, for our patients, and for radiology. So to start with, uh, let's talk about advocacy. Advocacy certainly is one of our core competencies, uh, but uh, advocacy is about relationships. During the pandemic, uh, most of the lobbying in Washington was virtualized, but certainly in the pan pandemic era, we'll uh, go back to in-person lobbying as soon as possible. Uh, during the, uh, the end of uh, last year, especially in December, during the ENM lobbying era, we had some important lessons that were learned. Specifically, the ACR organized a, uh, a coalition of more than 85 professional societies. That coalition is still alive and well, still well organized and very active, and I'm sure it'll service well going into the future. As far as, as far as data science, uh, this, of course, is a new frontier. The, uh, we're constantly creating content for our members. Uh, the, uh, the Data Science Institute and the IT Commission, they're reimagining themselves I mean, on a weekly basis. So uh, our summit was virtualized last year. And again, it will no doubt be a hybrid model uh, going forward. Again, this group is very used to the virtual conferencing, but when they get together in person meetings, they tend to have a lot of fun. Also talk about membership engagement uh, as well. Uh, this is a very important uh, aspect of the college. 
Uh, luckily, uh, we were able to keep the energy and enthusiasm of our uh, physician volunteers at a high level during the pandemic. Volunteers are an essential part of the college. It contributes to the value and the energy of the organization. In fact, our uh, membership drive uh, during the first quarter of 2021 is at a record pace. Uh, we can also uh, talk about uh, our uh, outreach to medical students. Uh, there are several programs that we're organizing under one umbrella, but uh, those programs continue to be robust and energetic. Uh, the interest in radiology for medical students remains at a, a very, very high level. My major concern has been chapter visits. So chapter visits are an important opportunity for us to go out to uh, individual chapters, to meet the members, and uh, to talk about ACR, but also learn about what's happening at a local level. As you may know, in fact, many of the legislative initiatives around a scope of practice are happening in local jurisdictions. So having that connection is vital. During the pandemic, some chapter meetings were canceled, many were virtualized. So I'm very much looking forward getting back to uh, the in-person chapter meeting. As far as uh, diversity and inclusion, there's always been lots of energy and enthusiasm in this commission and those members who are involved. So there's still a lot of mem uh, momentum and commitment and we're looking forward to, their, uh, the, to the next phase of their work. As far as uh, clinical research, the uh, CRI is a great example of reimagination because they actually had to reorganize even before COVID. About three years ago, they had to rescale appropriately and did so. The Health Policy Institute, which falls under the, uh, the CRI, has a new executive director, Elizabeth Ruler. So we're very much looking forward to, uh, to her leadership. Also, we recently hired a dedicated econometrician. So right now we have a multi-core model in HPI. No doubt that will evolve as HPI 2.0, if you will emerges. Next, I want to talk about uh, quality and safety. So this is another great example of uh, reimagination. During COVID, the Quality and Safety uh, Commission, both the staff and the leadership were vital in presenting guidelines and recommendations to our, uh, to our membership. The QNS Summit was also virtualized and no doubt will be a hybrid model uh, going forward. For accreditation, submissions are almost all electronic now. Uh, one of our reimagination focuses has been on, uh, on the customer experience. And also ACR Connect, uh, our new platform, which includes image sharing, will be foundational for many aspects of the college, including quality and safety going forward. Well, it sounds like uh, there's been a lot of reimagining going on, and I wondered. Um, I know I know that ACR is now working on the the new strategic plan. Um, you know, and I, I'm sure it was probably in the works before the pandemic even hit. But how much has the has the pandemic influenced that uh, as you see it going forward into this post-pandemic world? 
uh, without you know too many details because I know you're still you're all still working on it. But ha would you say it has shaped shaped it in some ways? So the strategic planning initiative actually started before uh, COVID. It's part of our uh, the routine cycle as we refresh the strategic plan. So because of uh, extra new factors, which included COVID, we've had some stops and starts, but actually we're back on track and we're committed to uh, create a draft for the board to consider at our October 2021 meeting. But going back about uh, lessons learned uh, related to COVID, it was kind of ironic back in 2014 when we initiated uh, the process for our, uh, our current strategic plan. Uh, during the environmental surveillance exercise, we actually brought up the idea of a pandemic. It didn't make it to the top tier of considerations uh, during that process, but it's interesting to look back and see why it didn't and what we're experiencing now. So going forward, we're taking environmental surveillance and making it an ongoing process embedded in a committee within our uh, leadership commission. In addition to placing emphasis on some new areas for ACR, as you were just talking about, um, it sounds like you're also interested in encouraging more active collaboration between ACR commissions and departments going forward. Uh, what are some examples of this and, and what do you hope this new approach will accomplish? So the initial impetus to uh, talk about reimagination and breaking down silos was to uh, eliminate redundancy and waste and reduce costs uh, during the, uh, the COVID era. Uh, but going forward, the commissions are now thinking quite differently. We're working uh, across uh, silos. So the new vision, the new idea is to bring every resource of the college when we have new programs, new initiatives, so we can deliver world-class programs for our members. Excellent. That's something to really look forward to. Um, well, the college has made major strides uh, converting its educational offerings uh, to online and hybrid models during the pandemic. Uh, for example, migrating uh, the Education Center's case engine to Cortex to, to facilitate remote learning activities and things like that. Um, do you foresee this sort of model enduring after the pandemic ends? Uh, because I know in-person learning is so important in many ways, but do you, do you foresee any sort of hybridization or uh, you know, going forward? And, and if so, in what learning areas would you think that would apply? So especially at the height of the pandemic, COPAL and many other commissions created some uh, unique educational content, but not only content, uh, we created new ways to uh, deliver that content as well. And we actually realized the increasing participation in our educational venues, which uh, was, uh, I think, vital for our members. So post-COVID, I doubt very much will go to the status quo. I think a lot of lessons learned, a lot of innovations will be incorporated in our educational products going forward. And you had mentioned Cortex. Cortex is our, our new platform and uh, will be the basis for all our educational offerings uh, in the future. Also talk a little bit about the Education Center. So Education Center is, uh, is very popular amongst members and even non-members as well. 
So this is a, a great example of reimagination. As we all know, the Ed Center had to shut down during the pandemic as we were uh, social distancing. But thinking about what uh, the Ed Center could offer uh, through the pandemic, we came up with these micro courses, these synchronous and asynchronous online uh, offerings that uh, people have been participating in. But interestingly, Several of our participants who wanted to come to the Ed Center specifically wanted to hold off until we had in-person meetings. So this is just an example of our need to be flexible and nimble and respond to the marketplace. Yeah, I, I suppose uh, that, that there wasn't a lot of choice. <laughs> you had to be nimble and I, I really admire the fact that you were able to do that. Um, well, in terms of direct communication with ACR members, uh, during this realignment, how would you like to optimize tools and resources offered through, you know, certain aspects of the college, like the Commission on, you, you mentioned COPAL, Commission, uh, Commission on Publication and Lifelong Learning, uh, whether it be Patient and Family-Centered Care Commission, uh, how do you see those, uh, those entities playing a role in that direct communication with members? Well, communication is key to everything we do. We need to constantly communicate, use every media resource at our disposal to communicate. We need to hyper-communicate. As far as reimaginations, we've taken the first steps through articles in the bulletin and uh, other opportunities such as, such as this podcast. But this is an opportunity for our staff and physician volunteers acting as dyads to really take center stage because this initiative is about them. They are central to this process. But again, this reimagination is not necessarily a realignment. This is an ongoing process. It's rethinking, reimagining what we are, how we change, what we do, how we evolve in the service of our members, of our patients and uh, the profession of radiology. Well, staying on that topic of communication, just for one more minute, uh, if you'll indulge me, I've, I've been working in the area of imaging 3.0 almost since I started at ACR. Uh, and it's, it's, you know, for those listeners who maybe don't know, uh, it's, it's an initiative that we've, that an ongoing initiative to encourage radiologists to spend time outside of the, the reading room uh, whenever possible to act more directly with uh, colleagues, referrers, patients, uh, as, much, as much interaction as possible, and really just to generally raise their profile among their physician colleagues and patients. So COVID has forced uh, many radiologists to work from home or work remotely or hybrid uh, style. And, um, you know, this is pure speculation, but I wonder if uh, it's made uh, in-person, tightly coordinated patient care more of a challenge uh, because of that. Um, how do you foresee this initiative Imaging 3.0 um, also playing out in the post-COVID world. So technology along with the nature of our profession uh, uh, makes uh, remote reading uh, not only feasible, but in some ways uh, very attractive. So uh, we're experiencing some new definitions of telemedicine and healthcare delivery models. models. I think we need to take look at uh, teleradiology in somewhat of a different light. Uh, certainly imaging 3.0 has prioritized uh, in-person uh, services, establishing uh, patient-physician relationships, uh, emphasizing 
uh, physician to physician relationships. And that is certainly uh, a, a priority, but COVID flipped that equation a bit. Personally, I've always been uh, very supportive of uh, building relationships, practice building within radiology. I feel as what we do is provide information, provide services. So uh, to be present, to be on site is imperative. But thinking about it, teleradiology actually allows us to provide uh, services to more patients and perhaps in a more diverse, more subspecialized uh, care model. So uh, we're learning together as these, uh, these new models of care evolve. Well, I guess my last uh, question to you is, you know, you've painted a really substantial picture of your time and how you've been able to adapt and pivot. Um, how would you like people to remember your, your time as BOC chair? Well, uh, time will tell, um, but uh, these two years are not about me. This is the college. We have all invested uh, to make the ACR one of the most highly respected organizations, not only in radiology, but in, in medicine. So our staff is incredibly talented and committed. Our physician volunteers are expert in what they do and very enthusiastic. So I see my role as more of a facilitator and a, a moderator. If I can take down some barriers, if I can set some reasonable expectations, and then most importantly, get out of their way, I think we're well positioned to continue to be very successful. Well, thank you so much, Dr. Fleischon. This has been such a stimulating conversation. I think a lot of people will learn a lot from it. Um, where can people find you online if they'd like to know more or continue the conversation? Well, thank you, Chris. Thank you for this opportunity and for uh, continuing this, uh, this series of podcasts. I think they're very valuable uh, to everyone. So I could be reached at hfleischon at acr.org. I also have a Twitter, Twitter account, uh, at FleischonMD, I must have been not a super user. I don't participate in social media as, as much as I should. But hopefully during the publication of this podcast, also include my phone number. Please don't hesitate to, to reach out. And again, Absolutely. thank you for this opportunity. Well, thank you so much. We're, we're so pleased you could join us today. And for our listeners, I'll just mention, if you have ideas for future show topics, uh, please let us know on Twitter at, at RadiologyACR. Uh, I also invite you to check out all of our uh, past pod, uh, podcast episodes at Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and ACR's YouTube channel. Thank you so much again, Dr. Fleischon. It's, it's been such an opportunity to talk to you today. I really appreciate it. And thanks to our listeners. This has been the ACR Bullet Podcast. See you next time.